0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Background Football Talk Show. I'm here with Gio. This is Ricky, and we have, for the first time, tuning in. We have Aaron with us. How we doing, boys? What's well on, man? Doing great. DiBala is a Roma oh player for all of you <laughs> out there. So, of course, you had to start with that. We should we just start? Should we just get that out of the way now? If you'd like to get the biggest news out of the way first, I'm into it. Let's do it. All right, Gio, then uh, just just give us the details on, on Dybala's move to Roma.
1: So as we're currently recording, um, latest news has that Paolo Dybala has come to terms with Roma, um, according to Gianluca Di Marzio, uh, and many, many other uh, journalists are leaking in the news as well. Um, it's reported that he is going to find analyze the contractual details tomorrow morning um with his agent and the uh Thiago Pinto who's the sporting director of Roma. Um, but as of right now, um everything is basically at the finish line here. So expectation is that he will sign with Roma. Uh, again, confirmed by all by many journalists. So he should be wearing red and
0: yellow. I mean, and we, we talked about it in the last uh, couple episodes, actually, because you kept bringing it up. Um, we talked about <laughs> it a little bit. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, and you said how he would fit in nicely with uh, with Tammy Abraham up top. And obviously, uh, Mourinho really wanted it, it to be close. So that means that he, he'll probably be very important for Roma. Probably going to be, obviously, I mean, his best player. He's proven himself in the Serie A. I was just wondering to see if, if he was going to wait for Napoli or Inter, maybe. Um, to kind of h- try and hijack that deal at the last minute because they're offering a- approximately 4.5 million euros as a fixed salary, which is not a lot for him, right? He was used to getting a little bit more. I think Inter's first offer was about seven, so I was just I was just waiting to see if maybe he would kind of stall a little bit. But it's good that he's he's closed them up now. Aaron, do you think that now? At Roma, is does he is he getting the right spotlight for him to make the World Cup roster with Argentina right now? Because it's definitely what he's going to looking, be looking forward to. I don't know.
2: It's it's a tough one with with Roma. It just depends how they do in the league this season. Really, I think if if Roma continues to have success, and build off last year, then then it, it's looking good for him and in, in Qatar.
0: Gio, but like speaking to what Aaron just said, like how how well do you think Roma is going to do now this year with the roster that they have? Do you think they can Scudetto definitely be in that baby. top four? Oh my gosh. Of course.
1: <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think Roma is, is very much, I mean, at this point, um, again, I, you know, it's funny reading all these things on Twitter. It looks as though it's confirmed. I mean, everyone is basically confirming it. Um, so the, under the assumption that there is no last minute hiccup, which is honestly kind of common for Roma. Um barring that dibala is a Roma player, the expectation a hundred percent should be uh, a top four finish. Um, I think Napoli has a special, I think the biggest dynamo to fall or domino rather to fall is, uh, is Napoli here. I mean, they lost essentially everybody, Kulubali, Mertens, Insigne, they could lose Fabian Ruiz. Ospina's gone. Um, you know, Medet's not really a keeper that I, I fully trust to be kind of the main guy anyway. So, um, with all that being said, I think it's it's definitely the expectation that they should have Champions League football um, for not uh, for the season after and finish in the top 4. And for him too, he's going to play he's going to be a, a central figure. So Roma's going to probably be a top 4 contending team. He's going to play in the middle of everything. He's going to be the main man there along with a couple of other players. So this should be good opportunity for him to at least, you know,
0: showcase himself for the World Cup as well. You've been bringing up Sanyolo's name when we when we talk about Dybala right and you you said last time that it's a big upgrade from from Yolo, but now now that you have Dybala with you locked in are you looking to get rid of Sanyolo still or or is would you be okay with it with them keeping him I would really 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 want them to keep him um unless
1: obviously he like the upgrade from him but I just don't see that happening cuz basically the only suitor for, Ro- or for Zaniolo, was Juventus. Um, and those scumbags, Juventus, they uh, they already <laughs> took... <laughs> they have a lot of business to take care of. I mean, they just got rid of Delict, Ligt, um, which will... Actually, I guess we'll confirm that moving forward here, but the De Delict is going to be a Bayern player, um, according to reports. 70 wow. million plus 10 million... Yeah, 70 million plus 10 million euros and bonuses. He will be signing for Bayern. Um, which is something I predicted, but yeah, you know, I don't want to flex too much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, Juventus essentially has to, you know, really focus on their defense as well as um, I think they're in talks with Alvaro Morata as well, according to reports, to bring him back. So Samiolo at this point doesn't have any suitors. Um, there's also reports that he is in talks for a contract renewal. So that attack should just be, you know, absolutely devastating if they if they utilize all the players properly. So to answer your question, I would love Zaniel to stay um, and
0: grow with that core that they're building. Okay, and you mentioned you mentioned the uh, lift. You mentioned Juve. Um, let's let's talk about let's talk about Bayern because they're the ones that are uh, getting the lift from Juventus. And you said in seventy million plus ten, it's it's what's being um, kind of spread around uh, the fee for 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 the lift. And I, I just want to say, like, where does that leave Bayern? Because they also just Sold Lewandowski to ba- to Barcelona. Um, how how would you rate their transfer market? And do they still have to go out for a for a striker? Do you want me to? Do you want me to? Start oh, you him? you you've said enough. Let's go with Aaron. <laughs> oh, okay. <All> right.
2: <laughs> well, the Lewandowski move is huge. Like he's been at the club for so many years now. So like they're gonna have to do a lot of game planning here. Um, next 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 season I can definitely see the beginning of the season being a struggle for Bayern um, and just getting used to not having the nine of Lewandowski up there but I think they'll be fine I think they'll be okay they'll they'll make some changes make some adjustments with the personnel they have and then in the league they're in they'll, they'll have
0: no problem they'll have no problem with yeah in the league 100% I think domestically they're, they're always going to dominate no matter what but if they don't go in in the next month or so for, for a number nine, they'd have to stick with Sadio Mane up top. Gio, you think that's enough to kind of be a contender in the Champions League? No, definitely not. I think
1: um, when you lose a guy of Lewandowski's level um, and just how much of a central figure he was in that attack, I mean, the guy put up like ridiculous number. 40 plus goals is just unfathomable um, in a lot of leagues, and a lot of teams. and. Um, you, you know, it's it's very clear that their attack and um, the final product for them was built around his production. Um, so they definitely need to to replace him in my in my point. Maybe I think I think domestically they could get away with maybe having Sadio Mane figure as the as the primary you know, player in their attack and and build through him. But I think if they want any success in the champions league, they definitely need to, um, to add at that position at the, whether it's the nine or just bolstering the attack and kind of seeing what Nagelsmann wants to do, um, moving forward there. But, um, yeah, I think an upgrade is needed. And I I have a player in mind that I think might end up there. Cool. I think given the situation, um, that everything that has gone on and the fact that they've just massively invested in Delict, which you have been actually saying is very uncharacteristic of them, um, to kind of sp- spill that much money on a player. I could definitely see Luis Suarez going in there, uh, not to start necessarily, um, and start every game or anything, but I could definitely see him fitting in there, uh, when they have some big champion league fixtures going on. um, you know, whether they go, to, maybe if they don't start them and, you know, they go down, especially, you know, one nil on the aggregate or something, and they need some scoring touch. I could definitely see Luis Suarez being part of that
2: rotation. Well, right now, Byron has the fourth highest odds to win the, win the championship next year. Yeah. Times. So
0: let's talk about odds because Aaron here is, a, Aaron <laughs> is a betting man. Aaron is a yeah. betting man. And of course, we're going to have to bring this up. Um, so Aaron can keep going. Royale. Well, oh, I
2: well well basically odds here, Barnes eight to one to win the Champions League. The only teams that are ahead of them is PSG, Liverpool and, and obviously Man City. So um Barcelona is seventeen to one right now. So there could be oh. some good value there, depending on what Ooh, Chavis can do with that roster. Play. Um that's the win outright. But I, I think if Lewandowski <laughs> can mesh tremendously and if Xavi can do his thing, seventeen to one is great odds. Is that uh, like updated as of um That's right now.
0: That's live. Wow. 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 That is a good, that is some good odds actually. Yeah. Where's, where's Real Madrid in this? Madrid
2: is 13 to one right now, tied with Chelsea.
0: I don't understand this. Like you win the Champions League and you're not even in the top five probably. I think Man City is
2: getting, Man City is getting overvalued right now. They're only four to one. Yeah. Obviously Man City is Man City, but
0: (laughs) I mean, we'll see. Yeah,
1: that's that's gonna be scary with Holland, especially if he meshes in there. Um
0: yeah. No, this but you, you were older saying older something you were saying about um Luis Suarez, that's a pretty hot take there. I would say because obviously we talked about the the link with Jonathan David, um Canada's Jonathan David, which would be fantastic for, for the country. But I we haven't heard too much of that lately, so if that were to kinda of freeze out, um I would personally go for Cristiano Ronaldo for a year. Um, And I don't know why Byron is so reluctant to do that um, because I don't think that if you're not, if you place Ronaldo at the number nine position, I don't think he, he stops any, any type of progress in terms of the project, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good
1: point. Um, But the the sporting director did come out and kind of say that, um, you know, he was not really fitting in their plans of where they want to go. Um, I don't know if that's, Speaking from just a long term point of view, or if he means just in general, um, but I, I see the fit, and I do. I totally agree with the fit. The reason I bring up Suarez is mostly because it seems as though at the moment that Ronaldo um, has been taken off the table. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? Do you think that Ronaldo should go to Bayern and that they should should bring him in?
2: I, I don't know. I, I, I see Bayern like an they're like an under the radar powerhouse, right? They don't really seem a team that's wanting the huge, big figures and things like that. And Ronaldo is a big figure, demands a lot of media, a lot of attention. Obviously, Bayern's a big club and demands that attention, but personality-wise, I I don't think he'd fit in well in Bayern at all. So I can see what their sporting director is saying by, he's not part of the plan that might sacrifice some short-term winning, but in
0: terms of building maybe the Bayern culture, I think that's where maybe Ronaldo's not the right fit at all. And here, like, I get all that. I get everything that Aaron just said. And I think that to a, to a certain degree, Bayern is right thinking this way. Um, because again, Ronaldo does demand, like he's a big personality and there's a lot of media attention and all that. that Bayern maybe doesn't really <clears throat> love as a club. Uh, it's not their philosophy and that's, that's perfectly understandable. But at the same time, who are you going to get before the market closes? And this is why I think that Ronaldo should still be an option. Um, because again, you could get... Suarez, like you said, Gio, you could get uh, Cavani, you could get Ronaldo, you know, but if uh, out of all these options, the biggest guy in the Champions League is Ronaldo, right? And Bayern don't really care. They don't need anything else to win the Bundesliga. They do need something else for the Champions League. They need that extra, right? And that's where Ronaldo could come in, I think. (laughs) So that's why that's my, my take on why I think I would go for Ronaldo at least for a year. It's just a patch. And then next year, next summer, even in January, you can look to sign someone else, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it's a good point. And that's the thing is we don't really know where Bayern is right now in terms of investing at that position. Do they want to maybe go for a more economical choice? Are they willing to splash now? Or do they want to wait a year? Are they looking for a stopgap? Like in my opinion, I think if they were looking for kind of a stopgap to kind of Supplement this year and then maybe go for like a bigger name next year. That's why I thought maybe Suarez like you said Cavani that kind of profile But if they're willing to invest um, That's a that's a whole other story and that kind of that that opens the door to a lot of possibilities um, So we'll see I, I like Sasa Kalaznic. I think he'd be a good fit there
0: Okay, and from the um, let's go to Barca now not Barca really but Lewandowski uh, obviously just closed his move to Barca um, which I mean, I, I'm not buying that he wanted Barça for a while because I, I remember a few years ago he was talking about Madrid the same way that he's talking about Barça now. But um, I just wanted to ask you guys, how does he measure up now to Benzema on Real Madrid? Because obviously Barcelona is a new project, so we don't we still don't know if they're going to measure up to Madrid, who are the defending champions. But does he? He obviously he's been having the kind of the same amount of goals per season as Benzema lately last couple years so how do they measure up in the in the Spanish league
2: first of all first of all where is this money coming from how oh is Barcelona God. like what in the world Cayman uh, Islands? they uh, got a what? account oh <laughs> yeah, like Barcelona was trending on Twitter the last couple of days and they were just getting demolished on Twitter because of this money that they're getting like I don't understand it if I, if one of you guys can explain it please but
0: I <laughs> wish I could I, I mean I don't through. really <laughs> I, it's not really about I mean there's he, these guys have been pulling any, anything they can pulling all the stops to kind of get some money out of wherever they've sold their image rights for the next 25 years in order to get a couple million um now and and I think that in, in the end it's going to kind of backfire but they just want to get the, the the signings done now. And this is the thing where, like for example, you, they still owe some players a lot of money, like Frankie de Jong, they still owe him over over 15 million euros and you're buying Lewandowski and you're looking to sign Bernardo Silva and Joel Skunde and all these great players, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I don't... Nobody really properly understands it, I don't think, you know? But, Gio, in, in, in terms of Lewandowski, though, against Benzema, how do you, how do you see that panning out this year? Well, I think it's,
1: first off, I think it's a great thing for La Liga. Um, I think it's going to be, it's, you know, they're kind of replaced their Ronaldo-Messi, you know, um, dichotomy there um, with, with two elite. And and now at this time, it's two guys in the exact same position. So I think that'll be a fun kind of, um, you know, advertising. And, and I think it'll be a good thing for the league, especially when we have the, you um, you know, the, the El Clasico will be really fun to tune into now uh, with two elite guys. But, I mean, it, it kind of depends on the question, really, what you're trying to, uh, like, I think they measure up pretty equally, really, at this point. I mean, if you're asking me who I'd rather have, it's definitely Benzema, um, you know, in terms of age and just in terms of his, just how dominant he was um, in the Champions League as well as domestically. Um, but, I mean, let's face it, Lewandowski is a clinical goal scorer um he's one of the most elite hitman that's ever played the game and um <clears throat> right now they the way they level up to each other the way they measure up to each other is it's it's gonna be a battle i mean that uh, that that title for i don't know what they call it in the spanish league um for the top goal scorer um like with the award
0: they call it speaking
2: of top goal scorer i'm just taking a look at some more odds here and yeah, Lewandowski Lewandowski's even money to score twenty-five or more goals, and he's six to one to score thirty or more goals. Okay, what how about, you,
0: how
2: about Benzema? Uh, Benzema is it's not here right now. It's not, yeah. not, not updated yet. But what do you guys think? Is he going to score
0: more than thirty in the league? Oh, I don't yeah. in the uh, league. No, I want to say no. Mm. Even twenty five. Well, we 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 have to see Barca. I have to watch a, a few a few preseason games from Barcelona beforehand, and, and see what the roster is going to be at the end of the transfer window because it's it it's very much going to be a case of how much are they dominating games. If they're dominating games, Lewandowski is set to score two or three games, two or three goals per game, you know, and and, and especially the easier sides against the easier sides. I think he's definitely going to tear it up. Um, so I could say yeah, over thirty goals, but. You think about it, Benzema had a crazy season this year and he didn't get to 30 goals in the league. And Real Madrid was was pretty much first place for the entire league. Um, and, and I don't think um, they really struggled too much against many teams. And Benzema, when he played, he was scoring at least a goal um, or setting up another one. And he didn't get to thirty goals; he got to twenty six or twenty seven. So it is a tough league; it's tougher than the Bundesliga. I know that Lewandowski for the past couple of years has gotten almost forty goals in the Bundesliga, but Spanish league is it's not the same, you know. So I don't mm-hmm. think over twenty five, maybe over thirty. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. If I'm a if I'm a betting man, I would say um, over twenty
1: five, under thirty. Um, I think that, I think he definitely will get the service um with that team. He's got some fantastic playmakers behind him. I mean they've added, you know, Rafinha now as well. Um and I mean Usmana Dembele's there. So he's gonna have a lot of support. Um but yeah, like I think he's gonna I think he's definitely gonna dummy some of those small teams. I mean he's just gonna basically poach away there <laughs> um and get some pretty pretty easy goals there I think with, with the Creativity that he's surrounded with, but it is also kind of scary. I mean, it's always tough to to predict, especially a new player who's going to the uh, not only a new league, but a new league for the very first time. Like he's never ever played outside um, of the like he's never even played in the Spanish league at any point. Yeah. I mean, Lukaku, and look at Lukaku. I mean, he had familiarity with the Premier League, and he went back and he was a bust. So it's really tough to to put, especially a guy who's been so long at one club one league, uh, there's going to be an adjustment period you'd have to imagine. So, I would say 25, just given
0: because of how good he is, but 30's pushing it, or over 30's pushing it for me. Yeah, me too, I think. Um, so, Aaron, Gio was saying that um, now we get, like, this new rivalry, obviously finally replacing the Ronaldo against Messi, Um, and yeah, they're the same position this time, so it's it's a bit more um, relevant in terms of, uh, of, can you actually put them together, or against each other, and and uh, but but one thing is Benzema and Lewandowski. Well, uh, even though they're in number nine position, they're very different, right? Um, the styles are very different. If you think, if you look at his stats for Bayern, Lewandowski in over three hundred games for Bayern had fifty something assists, which is not that much, right? So he doesn't tend to assist too much. Obviously, he's a finisher; he puts them away. Um, but it, it's different types of of number nine play, right? So, who are you taking? Like, what's your preferred? style are you more of a a, you know would you prefer Benzema who sets sets just as many goals as he scores or would you like Lewandowski you just need that guy to put them away but put him in the net Lewandowski
2: I I love Kareem Benzema I love the way he plays but for me it's always been like Lewandowski is going to attract so much attention from defenders like it's ridiculous just because he's there it it won't even matter the the form he's in just because of his presence on the field i think it'll open up um, lots of opportunities for um, the other attacking players on barcelona like dembele uh and the the remainder of the crew i think it's going to be huge and i think maybe people are overlooking but the mentorship he's going to have for the younger players yeah that's 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 a great point Barcelona is such an immature, I don't want to say immature, but maybe undisciplined team. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think Lewandowski is going to bring some of that Bayern structure slash professionalism into the locker room. I know Xavi's already kind of started doing that, but more voices help.
0: That's a good that's a good shout, actually. Um, and yeah, and Gio, you were saying the age. Uh, well, actually, Benzema is about a year older than uh, Lewandowski. So he's 33. Benzema is 34. Um. So yeah, I mean, are you serious? I'm serious. Um, Benzema's been around a couple of years. Yeah, dude. Benzema's, I yeah. I got to be honest. I thought Benzema was like 32 for some reason. No. He's wow. just, uh, He's just that good. Um. But yeah, I mean, he. So we do have this rivalry. Ow. I think for the last little um couple more years, and I think it's the rivalry that's gonna kind of close this like generational bracket. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously we had Ronaldo and Messi for for so long, right? Um, Okay, so moving on, moving on from uh, Barza, Bayern, Lewandowski, Benzema, all this. uh, We're going to go to the Premier League. Arsenal continues to add to their transfer uh, market and they just closed, well, pretty much closed um, Alexander Stinchenko from Manchester City. Gio, what do you think, like what sort of uh, sensation do you have after this? Signing, do you think that it's definitely one that's going to make a big difference at Arsenal, and how does it affect Manchester City?
1: I think I personally am a huge fan of Zinchenko. I think he's a really dynamic um, left back. I mean, I, I saw him. You know, obviously he he played a role with Man City, but maybe not a primary role. Um, but um, I think they're going to miss Zinchenko more than they think, um, or more than it may seem on the surface. I'm really glad that he's going to go to Arsenal. I really hope that he gets to finally have his, um, his moment where he can be like a primary sort of player, um, in that defense. I think he does a really good job, I think, in the attacking phase as well. Um, and I just like his, his overall demeanor on the field. I think he adds a lot of creativity, um, especially from the defense fan. I think, um, Arteta's getting, I think Arteta's going to really rely on him in a lot of instincts or situations and um i'm excited for him i think i think uh for you know man city it'll it'll sting it will i mean 35 million pounds is really not a lot for them um i don't know if they've done really anything to replace him and and supplement the depth there i know that they have guys like um in the
0: fullback position. Who do they even have on the left side? Is, is Konsel no playing is over Zinchenko, there? On the left? Zinchenko is the only natural left back that Manchester City had. So I don't know what they're planning to do,
1: um, if they're if they want to replace him, if they're gonna tactically adjust, what what the plan is there, but I personally love, love, love Zinchenko, and I think he's gonna kill it at Arsenal.
0: I think it's a great, great pickup. So if you if you just stay with the current roster at Manchester City, that means that you have no natural left back and that Cancelo would continue to play in that position, which, to be honest, is not a big deal. But what if Cancelo gets injured, right? Now you have no one. And, and we know how to, how they had to play the semifinals against uh, Real Madrid in the Champions League with practically no one, right? A lot of them were were out injured. Uh, Fernandinho had to play on that right side and, and Vinicius had a... You know, a field day with him. So um, I just think that it's it's important for City to plan after that. And and apparently they're going to go for Cucurella from from um, Brighton, right? Which sounds like a decent signing. But yeah, I mean, Aaron, what do you what do you think first of all uh, about um, Arsenal adding this this player to their to their team?
2: It's it. And it's crazy to say 35 million is a budget signing, but it is, it is nowadays yeah. in the transfer market. So it's a good budget signing. He's young. He's like 25, 26 years old. So, um, he, he is versatile as well. I know he plays a little bit of midfield, um, at the international level. So it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what Arteta does. Um, uh, maybe he competes with Jaca for spots. I don't know. Um, but a fun little tidbit was he was also an Arsenal fan growing up. So. Kind of unfortunate for him, but seeing Arsenal back up. But uh, I think it's a great signing. I think if you can get a young, a young young player at that price point nowadays in the transfer market, like you're always winning.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think it's 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 one of the pieces that was missing at Arsenal, because you do have Kieran Tierney, but he is injured so much, yeah. right? And, and now you're going to have someone at left back who is pretty much, is very consistent, who doesn't, is not injury prone, so he doesn't miss too many games. Obviously, he didn't play a lot because he's competing with Cancelo at Manchester City, right? But it's so interesting that what you mentioned, Aaron, like he does play um, as a midfielder with Ukraine. And uh, yeah. he's definitely capable of doing it at the, at the highest level. So I do think that Arteta is going to use him in that position. And maybe when Kieran Tierney starts at left-back, he could help out in the midfield, you know? So I do think it's a very interesting signing. I think that it's one that's gone kind of, or it's going under the radar a little bit because people just mm-hmm. think, oh, it's it's the backup. It's a backup option at Manchester City, you know? Kind of the same thing as as what people were saying about Nathan Ake when, when people, when it, Apparently he was going to leave, right? They were just saying, "Oh yeah, he's a backup option." But he's a backup option because he's got world class players ahead of him. You know, uh, it doesn't mean that he's not good enough for the Premier League. So I do think it's a great, it's a great move from. And also,
1: one thing to um, just to note too that is, I think will benefit him too is he did, you know, he did have work with Arteta when Arteta was uh, an assistant with uh, Guardiola yeah. at City. So there is familiarity there, which is huge. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Zinchenko really, like I said, becomes a key part of that team. He's a utility guy, right? So even when Tierney is healthy, depending on the approach that uh, that Arteta wants to use, he can honestly play anywhere up the left side. Um So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I think it's whenever you get a guy like Aaron said that age can play multiple positions. um, You know, I
2: think it's uh, it's a great move. I think he's not scared that, of big. He's not scared of the big moment. Let's not forget, last day of the season, he was subbed on at halftime when when they were down to Villa, and he ended yeah. up, you know, helping out in the game for, for sure. Goal. So absolutely, so He's just a big moment. Um, I think he's going to be hungry. He was probably sick and tired of of not getting
0: the playing time. One hundred percent, City, and I think yeah. uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Arteta because. It's it's key. The fact that he knows him from Manchester City and I worked with him for three odd years at Manchester City is is so important. Like, look at Gabriel Jesus. He's got he's played a little over ninety minutes for Arsenal. And he's got three goals already. That's just a confidence boost, and it's going to be the same with Sinchenko, You know, um, and that just makes me think. Like Manchester City, I don't know what they're thinking when they they're selling their players pretty good players to the rivals you know because um at the end of the day arsenal could be a top top four contender chelsea uh can be a top four contender and they sold sterling to them but you know i mean i don't know if it's the best uh transfer strategy there you know um okay let's go to the other side of north london because Tottenham are interested in memphis Depay. um there's a lot of uncertainty around his future because obviously Lewandowski just signed for Barcelona like we mentioned before um, and he's the odd man out. Aubameyang is definitely going to stay and it's going to be Lewandowski and Aubameyang up top at Barcelona. So the pie is the odd man out and it's, it sounds like he would rather go to the Premier League. Um, Sevilla are also looking... Um, sorry, not Sevilla. Barcelona are also looking to ship him off to Sevilla in exchange for Jules Kunde. Um, obviously your money would be involved. So we don't really know where he's going to end up. I think the Premier League suits him now. He obviously didn't uh, do well at United, but that's more of a situation where the club wasn't doing well at all. It was it was a tough time and he was very young. Now he's matured a lot. He's a very good um, false nine or even a number nine and, and also as a winger. So Spurs are reportedly interested. Chelsea were reportedly interested. Aaron, what do you see him fitting in? Yeah, like, like
2: you were saying, his first round in the Premier League was awful with, with Manu and part of it was, was him and, and a lot of it was just due to the circus that was Manu back, back then. So I know he's had trips at Lyon in Barcelona, and Barcelona and I think he's matured quite a bit over there. Um, I didn't like how he fit in Barcelona to be honest. Um, it's going to be a telltale how he's going to do in Tottenham, but, but it can't get worse than the last time he was. At the Premier League with Manu, but I think that experience is going to help him now when he does come to Tottenham. So um, it'll be nice, and I don't think he's going to be sold for too much either. Hey,
0: like about only twenty. Yeah, million yeah pounds about someone twenty. Twenty would probably be like the most, and which is weird for me. Like to me, he's he's worth at least thirty. You know, but it's just how how it is now. He's not needed, so and Barca are looking to cash in for De Jong, for him, for whoever they can. So I, I think it's just going to be a, a necessity kind of s- a sale and then it's going to be as, as much as they can get. But Gio, does he fit in at Spurs? Because in my opinion, there's too many, like they just got Richarlison yeah. too. Um, yeah. and, and I think lately, in the last few years, he's been doing better in a central position with the Netherlands and with Barcelona, not really as a winger. So where could he actually come into that into that roster? I don't think he's a fit either. And I was just going
1: to say too, with the addition of, and not to mention the addition of Richarlson, but the investment in a guy like Richarlson, like I understand that Memphis will probably not cost like a crazy amount, just given the fact that Barcelona is looking more or less to offload him. Um, and, and kind of just get what they can, can for him. Um, I don't like the fit at all at the Spurs. I just, I don't really understand it um, unless they're really hoping to maybe give Harry Kane a lot more rest and maybe utilize Memphis in different competitions that they'll be a part of, you know, um, obviously you want your main guy for the champions league, but maybe, you know, he'll get some starts and um, lower level, Premier League games and perhaps the, the caribou cup and things like that. Um, but I don't like it. I honestly, my personal opinion, and I think we'll, I'll save it for later in the episode. Cause I know you've got some things lined up. I do know where I think Memphis will be a perfect fit. And for me, it's it's definitely not the Spurs. Um, like I said, I don't really. I think there's other areas for them to improve. I think they can look to upgrade their their defense uh, before, especially with the the business they've done for Richarlison. So, yeah, I don't I don't really get the link. I don't think maybe this would have made more sense before Richarlison, but now with that addition,
2: nah, I don't I don't see it. This could be a great flip opportunity for for Tottenham. Like Depay's values an all-time low because Barcelona don't need him. So Tonic can be like, hey, let's snag him. Uh, hopefully he performs well, and then we'll offload him in the next transfer window or the next calendar year at a, at a higher value. And but is he going to play
0: enough to, to create? That that,
2: that's going to be part of it as well.
0: Um, that's, my yeah. only, that's my only doubt if you do that, because it is actually great. And I, I would say... Another team could do that maybe, you know, like they could give him a, sh- a shot and if he does well, you will keep him. If he doesn't, uh, then you, or, or even if he does well, you could still sell, you know, it's, uh it's, it's kind of like how you want to see it in terms of strategy. But at Spurs, I don't see him playing too much, even because one thing I could see, like what Gio said is if, if, if there's rotation, maybe the pie is going to be your central guy to back up. Uh, Harry Kane and then Richard could be a, a backup option on the wings, you know? Um, and then you'd maybe have room for him, but I still don't see it. I still don't see it. Um, I, I think that interest is just kind of getting more, more and more depth as much as possible. Antonio Conte likes rotating, uh, especially up top whenever he can. If he has quality, then he'll do it. If he doesn't, then he'll stick to his three guys up top, right? So I think that. I don't think Spurs is a good fit and I'm gonna i I'm gonna tell you I think Chelsea and I, I already talked about it before. Um, not because I'm a fan, but Chelsea God is damn it, really, Ricky. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring it up. We hadn't talked about Chelsea today. <laughs> I think Chelsea God. is a really good fit and I'll tell you why. I was Fucking watching Chico here. Come on. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was watching Chelsea's game against Club America yesterday and um and I'm gonna say like at first I had a I had this hot take that was Batraya should stay at Chelsea. You should keep him, you should give him a chance, proper chance. Um, then I saw try play and I changed my mind because <laughs> he was he was great in terms of the movement. He was great, right? He was fantastic. As soon as like you, you got you started Havertz, and Havertz is not a number nine. So he doesn't move like a number nine. And he tries his best and he can finish somewhat. So yeah, that's great. But he doesn't move like a number nine, so he doesn't free up space for the wingers either. You know, and Sterling's gonna need that from a from a number nine. He always plays better when someone is m- making moves, maybe exiting the box or checking into the midfield, so that he can go in behind. Um, and taking into account that Chelsea is your big signing this summer, you want him to perform right. And once Batory came in, he was moving in the right into the right spaces. You know, and he was doing everything a number nine does. The thing is, once he got the ball and he was in a one-on-one, he missed a couple. He missed, and they were, they were sitters, you know? So I don't know if he has the confidence to be that number nine, but I would get a number nine. So the pie can do that job a hundred percent. He does it already for the Netherlands. He, he's been on fire for his country for the last two years. Um, so I would say that that is the best fit possible in the Premier League in a top club. Um, if not, why wouldn't you? Try to put him at Bayern Munich, too. You know? Number nine position. Mm. It's actually an interesting shot. That would just occur to me, that one.
1: That's an interesting... That's an interesting... Thanks for stealing my thunder, Chico. This is even worse (laughs) than when we went out for pupusas.
0: God. You were going to say that? Were you going to say that? I said... Yeah, I was gonna say that, you jerk. Oh, I was. Guy. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You should tell it me this, even, these things He doesn't even
1: order it doesn't even order meat in the pupusas. I oh, can't even believe it.
0: This guy right. again with the meat in the pupusas. Hey, it's <laughs> it's he's not still how you're gonna you make
2: eat. it happen. I still haven't experienced it yet.
0: We no, need to put a wait. poll out. We need to put a poll and see what people think about <laughs>
1: meat and pupusas. I need to hear it from uh, you know, from other South Americans. W- which South is Americans.
2: My, put it up, which put it on the
0: page. My... We're gonna fire it up. Which is my butt. Until then, until we do, we're just gonna <laughs> continue here. We're gonna go to stoppage time. We're going into stoppage time now, and I have several different um, dynamics that we're gonna try out here. There was one that I didn't reveal to you guys, so it's gonna be a bit of a bit of a curveball. Um, see how how well you do. Um, let's just get started with. So last time we did underrated midfielders, past and present. Now we're gonna go with overrated forwards, past and present. So you gotta pick one. Um. Current footballer that you think, well, striker that you think is overrated, and one from the past. Who wants to get started here? Oh, Gio, go a, ahead. That's literally <laughs> such a
1: gutless, gutless thing to do. Um, oh, no,
2: come on. O- overrated from the present and past.
1: <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with one of them. Okay, was and this one pains me um is mario balotelli is definitely oh um, i actually thought about that, that one looked,
2: that was mine that was mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, um he had i think he had, the skill is there yeah oh he had the attitude, attitude. Yeah. he could have he could have
1: honestly been in my opinion and people are gonna shred me for this but i think he could have been one of the best strikers of all time in terms of ability um he had it all, man. He could. He this guy can score from anywhere. He's in. An, he's powerful. He's just elite skill with the ball. Technically, uh, um, he is. He's a long range threat. He had everything, but man, his attitude got in his way, and it's so sad because I really think that if he had perhaps better guidance, uh, he really could have been up there with the benzema's i really yeah. think i really think so again overrated such a hard one to define but those would be mine for for present at least
2: yeah i was gonna say battle too the same reasons, like talent is there but just yeah he just wasn't guided but right now if this as a chelsea fan myself too gosh kai havertz what is like yeah wow, come on come on like right now he's he's just not like not informed in my opinion just like for the amount of money chelsea signed him for like just struggling and he's still really really young and he's got a, yeah. like, a long way to go but uh, that's one for me right now i would say but that can be a could be a cold take later on we'll, we'll see
0: yeah that could be that could honestly be said about every signing that chelsea's done lately to be honest but yeah. um well, we'll see if we we'll see if he turns it around. I, mean, I, I think clearly he's got the trust from Tugel, so maybe he will. He will, but um, I mean, yeah, it's. I can I can kind of see your point. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with present. So I had two options, um, but again, one of them is very young, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna go with the other one, which was Antoine Griezmann. Um Ooh, I okay. think I think he. He's never really done it for me. Um, obviously, he did have a great, great couple of years with Atletico, but if you look at it, I don't think he ever went above 20 goals in the league. Um, and uh, and here, like, let me just quickly look it up because I don't want to be I don't want to be wrong. But I'm I'm pretty sure that he's never gotten yeah, not a single wall. He did he did get 22 goals um, for two years running so two years in a row in between 2014 and 2016 right that's eight years ago and since then he hasn't gone over 15 goals so i mean it's 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 tricky obviously because his move to barca kind of ruined him um and now he's gone back to atletico and he's it's not the same team it's not the same environment obviously it's the same coach but a lot of things have changed his confidence is lower you know and I, i think right now he's on 20 plus go- uh, games in a row without scoring. So for France, which I, well, actually not for France, just in, in general club and, and country, which I think is fair. Like it's, it's what he's, how he's been playing, you know, it's the level he's been giving us right now. Um, but yeah, that would be mine for present. What about past, Gio? Most
1: overrated from the past. Yeah. Can I just say that this is like, I hate this. Yeah, like, I know. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta do it sometimes you know? Gotta well, be like, honest just fu- I gotta be honest, t- just t- such a so gutless. Um okay. <laughs> so uh okay. it has to be an attacker, okay. Um hmm. I'm gonna go with Michael Owen. Wow, hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Michael Owen. I think you know Oh, he, he didn't I, I guess, Real Madrid. No, I think he, he was kind of a player that, um, you know, and it's sad to say, but I think a big part of it was injuries that kind of ruined him. Um, you know, he had a really and also it's kind of it is a pretty hot take because I think was he was he not the yeah. last British player to win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. 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 Hot so, thick. I mean, hot yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do well at uh, at like you said Real Madrid. He only lasted a, a season there as well as, as, as Newcastle. And um, you know, it's the thing is, I do like Michael Owen. I think he was unfairly criticized a lot of his career, um, especially by by English pundits. And, um, and you, you know, you're just criticizing now, so it's yeah, you, uh, yeah, and, and then really. me telling him that he's <laughs> that, he's, that, he's, that he's overrated and. Uh, <laughs> Um, another overrated player I wanted to mention as well was uh, was Frank Lampard hey, oh my hey, god get hey, out of here get out of here
2: <laughs>
0: no way you Somebody sound way. A, sound <laughs> the wrong on this guy I'm gonna mute him oh now. my oh,
1: Aaron I had to say it I had to say it with two blues players
0: I, I don't, oh I don't, I don't, I don't no. think you I don't think you believe that so we're just gonna move in on to Aaron now Yeah. I just had to, to, <laughs> yeah, to create a spark yeah
2: to create a spark I do this is more Overrated or just flat out disappointing but Oscar Oscar yeah Uh, that's a good uh, show he he had a great World Cup was great on Chelsea and then he just goes to China for the the cash and I'm like what the heck because he was a great young talent usually people do that when they're nearing the end and they need to cash in which is fair you want to cash in race but that that was a frustrating one so I don't know if it's more so that's an overrated but I would say it's more so a disappointment um I think almost all English footballers are overrated because of the media, and yeah, and the center of that is is Mr. David Beckham. I think he's overrated. Oh yes, I dude. As soon oh as you my. said,
1: as soon as you started, I, I I immediately regretted saying Michael Owen because David Beckham is so over. Like he's, I don't, the I do he think was he's overrated.
0: He was, he was, he was he's a
2: brilliant. free kick merchant. He was brilliant on man. Uh <laughs> free kick free kick merchant, and then after that, he. <laughs> Capitalized on his good looks and the rest, and
0: turned himself so into true, a smug mogul That's, of his show. That's But he did show have day. he did have a good a good period where he was like key for United, good at yeah, Madrid. Yeah. You know, if if I you mean, think
2: of, if you think of three English footballers, everyone's gonna bring up David Beckham. maybe yeah. not necessarily because of his skill, but because of his image. His right. said, yeah, the same. And guy. I think that gets mixed in with his actual ability, which was good that it wasn't so just, true. Oh my gosh, you are the greatest midfielder of all time. Even though his free takes were something else. Okay, I'm yeah, having a bit of a hard time, a time with that one, but I do
0: get what you're no, saying. I'm no, gonna go with a bit it. a bit more of a so I have I have two, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna give both of them because I think the first one might not really apply. I said uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Um, he's hailed as this guy who was great for United and like almost like a legend in the Premier League. And I think he had a great first touch, and that's it. Like I I, I mean he could he could score, he could create some. You know I don't think he had like he was a an all time top striker um i think he he was good he was he was good to link up with more talented players um uh, we all know that he had a great well he was he played with ronaldo he played with Rooney and all these guys um i don't think he was the best striker you know and and uh, he is kind of regarded as one of the best to have gone through the premier league and united even and i think i don't think that's that's a fair assessment um my second pick though was and that one this does pain me a little bit it's uh fernando torres um interesting liverpool legend um couldn't couldn't really do it afterwards he did have an injury and that set him back and at chelsea was never the same guy even though he did have kind of improved towards the end of his chelsea career then he went on to ac milan and did like nothing went to atletico madrid had a couple good stints you know like good periods in the season and and then didn't do much, you know. And um obviously he's a legend because of what he achieved as a youngster. And it's kind of the the same thing that you you said um Gio with Michael Owen, like as a youngster, he won a Ballon d'Or as a youngster still, you know? And then he went to Madrid and he couldn't really keep keep that up. So I think I think that's why my second shout is Fernando Torres. Um, yeah, he was
2: a he used a success on Spain. And Liverpool to kind yeah. of catapult him into another stratosphere, but couldn't could keep it up. I would say the same with Beckham, though. I'd use the same exact argument.
0: Yeah, exactly. Beckham, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think one to add. Yeah. No, you know what? No, I'll say Stop adding. Okay. Stop adding people now, dude. Uh, You're <laughs> going to go with um, start, start bench drop now, okay? Oh, okay? Start one, okay. bench one, drop one. You're going to have, it's a, I would say, midfield edition, box to box. Edition, um, Yaya Toure, Patrick Vieira, and Frank Lampard. I love, I love it? my, I love my athletic oh, midfielders.
2: I love my athletic midfielders. So, sorry, Lampard, your ear dropped. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. I think I would start. I would start Vieira, bench Toure, and I would cut. I would cut my boy Frank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Frank is like I would say top three favorite player of mine. Um, uh and Chelsea for sure, but no, uh, I think
0: I think those two are those two are something else. Can't even look at you right now. Let's go with Gio. Oh man, um, yeah, that's 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 Let's a tough for one. Let's go Rip the band-aid off. Come on. <laughs> I gotta be
1: honest. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go Vieira starting. Lampard on the bench, and I love Toure. We last podcast we talked about extremely underrated, um, but I think with this one, I, he just gets edged out by Lampard for me. So him, drop
0: him. Okay, um, you're gonna start Lampard, you punk. I'm gonna start.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start
0: Lampard. I'm gonna start Lampard. hundred uh, percent. It was a tough decision though, but I'm gonna. I think he just edges over um, Patrick Vieira. And I do drop uh, Yaya Tour. I do think that it's kind of it's kind of harsh because he. I do think and I do regard him as a legend. But yeah, I'm dropping Yaya Tour. Um i I'm I'm benching Patrick Vieira. Um, okay, so this one is more of a trivia. We'll see if you guys know them, um, and if you don't, which I think you won't, um, to be honest, it's kind of tough, um, then it'll just be a, a fact for for the listeners. Um, okay, so there's been three players that. In, in history, that have played for Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Obviously, Raheem Sterling is one of them, just became the third one. Can you name any of the other two that have done it? Dio looks lost. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm already a, an EPL noob, so this is uh, kind of
1: a, <laughs> another, another expected gutless move from Chico. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so played for which team city liverpool and
0: chelsea yeah is he current or past um, yeah. so one of them's retired uh, like a, about five years ago and the other one is still i think there's he's still playing yeah i'll give you a hint oh. he was uh he won the champions league with chelsea in 2012. oh what okay. all right let's... Oh, what a great hint Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs>
2: Gosh. Uh, Moved to Liverpool I... after. Ah. Uh, this is paining me that I don't know the answer to this.
0: He, he created a great partnership with Luis Suarez. With Luis Suarez.
1: Not good. Okay, keep giving us hints. So give us his nationality. Oh my God. He played with Sterling okay that's not his nationality so uh <laughs> he's english <laughs> oh and he's, he's played
0: with sterling and he's a he's a british yeah okay uh <laughs> no you know who I'll, I'll give you the answers i'll give you the answers the, the latest one to do so was daniel sturge that's the oh, hint that oh. i was giving you okay. daniel sturge Okay. Started at City, went to Chelsea, then went to Liverpool. Uh and the other one is Nicolas Anelka. Wow. Oh my god. That
2: one. What is the wow. <laughs> Premier
0: League podcast? Why would I know that, any of that? Wow. <laughs> that, one, that one was harder. That one was harder. To be Nicolas. Okay. Last one, last little bit here. For, to finish off for this one, you gotta be you gotta be quick. All right. Uh, um, what was Chelsea's first sponsor? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's about uh, it's career mode. Career mode. So where would you send these players? Where would you send them? Not where do you think they're gonna end up? Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo, Edison Cavani, Leandro Paredes from PSG, and Memphis Depay. Go, Gio. Let's start with you, Ronaldo. Uh Ronaldo.
1: I'm sending him to Real Madrid. I want that to happen so badly. All
0: right. Edison Cavani. Uh, Athletico. Nice. Suarez. Bayern. Wow. Uh, Paredes. Juventus. Depay. Chelsea nice thank you i'll take it all day uh, all right aaron same thing so ronaldo
2: get this guy to the mls get this oh guy get him on <laughs> into Miami. get him on my Miami.
0: get him on the get him on the white caps uh, yeah 100
2: uh, we, we won't appreciate him here we'll run him out of town All right,
0: <laughs> cavani okay, cavani
2: ah uh, that's an interesting one good one to leicester Come on. I've been in the
0: last year. You want to keep him in well, the prem? Yeah. Last year. I don't mind it. All right. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, Luis Suarez. Porto. Nice. I was sending him to the Portuguese. Late. Right before okay. he goes back to, back to the MLS or retired. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: You're doing your partner up Ronaldo.
0: <laughs> he's linked with Ronaldo. He's linked with River Plate, by the way. Yeah, he, mm. he is. He was, I don't know. Uh, what about Leandro Paredes from PSG? Where would you put him? Yeah,
2: I'm not too sure. He's on PSG right
0: now. You don't really care about him too much. No, Do I really don't. Have an I <laughs> really don't. You know, that's Atletico. Atletico. I can give you okay. a Roma. Ro- Roma needs ro- all the help they need. Rank two, baby. Steals a return you- to Roma. Okay. And Memphis.
2: I think Memphis, no, no, no.
0: Like
2: MLS. <laughs> get him get him to the MLS. Get oh him. my god. Get him god. to the MLS. Let him dominate the MLS. Increase his value Cincinnati. and get out. <laughs> Go
1: to the like, no. really irrelevant MLS team. Like I go to the-
2: I'm trying to build the MLS. I'm one of those guys that in the career mode hops into career mode, jumps on a random MLS team and brings yeah. them into glory. <laughs>
0: Okay, That's I'll give you points. I'll give you my, my <laughs> quick fire ones here. Um Ronaldo, where would I send him? I would send him to Bayern Munich. Uh, okay. Cavani Edison Cavani I would send to Napoli. Um, Luis Luis Suarez.
2: Baby.
0: Yeah Luis Suarez, Aston Villa in the Prem. Nice. Um But it is I said I said United or Juventus. I, I would think United um better fit juventus there's already a lot of a lot of midfielders in there um, and memphis the pie FC. although i want to add i could also i could also like a return to manchester united um, try it out now with a proper coach you know a proper um hopefully improved environment um, and i think Ten Hag could make it work you know um, but yeah, that that's that's my pick for the pie. Obviously, I would love him at Chelsea over anything else, right? Right. You're right. Wanna, I want to see these guys yeah. on American soil. These guys about to about oh go my god. Aaron would take all of them to the MLS. <laughs> hey, but we you got to throw, throw one uh, you got to throw one into the Whitecaps at least. All of them at the White Caps. Make I,
2: Whitecaps <laughs> a super team. It's Nick Cavani <laughs> in the White Caps. Just five strikers at
0: the white caps, just all starting.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine like CR seven, Cavani, and Depay just all signed for the White Caps? We'd still you've already got you've already got the national team of Italy in Toronto. Might as well do it.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what I am saying. We gotta we able to build a nationality kind of program here in Vancouver. Gosh. <laughs> I love it. I think, oh, I, think hey, I think I think we're starting with the Koreans. We got like YP Lee, and now we gotta get these other guys. <laughs> so, on,
0: you I, we gotta get yeah, Sonny. in here. Get Sonny. <laughs> love it alright boys this was it this was it for today alright for all everybody who's listening thanks for joining in uh, from home from work wherever you are if no one's listening then great still a great chat with these guys um, <laughs> I'm glad to have you in Aaron for the first time
2: appreciate it thank you guys let's
1: keep it going with uh, with uh, pro Light best bets over here I liked it <laughs> yeah
0: I liked That's that. an, let's,
2: just, let's just continue the push to get these guys to the MLS
0: alright <laughs> we'll, we'll, see, it. we'll it. see it on our Twitter um, okay guys thanks for joining in make sure you follow us on Twitter at Backroom Footy and yes and anything you want to anything you want us to talk about you can also suggest some topics if not just interact with us because we love it Gio loves it especially and if you have anything bad to say about Roma please send it over to our Twitter so then Gio can assess it <laughs> La Joy is it La Joya or La Jolla? La Joya La Jolla. Welcome. Benvenuto. Let's get it. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. See you. All right. Take care. Ciao. Take care, buddy.